traffic to join the program this evening. Ryan Mudd is behind the glass. He's spinning the Dallas radio style for us, pulling some extra duty. Thoughts and thoughts and uh, prayers with JT and his family. Uh, just a tough time for them, and uh, a better guy you will not find. So, hopefully, the Lord is present for him right now and present for his family. And uh, Ryan stepping in and doing a great job as he always does. Before I even get started, just to make sure that my heart is postured where I need it to be and focused in the right direction. I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. Hope you recognize that you are as well. And we are getting towards the end of February. Leap year means it's not quite done just yet. You're going to get an extra day. Hulu sent me an email like 20 minutes ago and said, hey, you get an extra day of streaming this month. I'm like, well, man, I'm still subscribing. So I was already, whether it was March 1st or February 29th, I was still going to have access. But Whatever you want to do to make it seem like I'm getting a better deal. As far as I know, it's still coming out of my bank account exactly the same way. So there were things yesterday that I wanted to talk about and I did not get to them because we talked about Tom Brady for the whole hour. And guess what? I'm not saying we're going to do that again. I am saying that we had so many calls coming in last night on this show to talk about. I, I Look, sometimes you can ask real convoluted, complex questions. And... It just doesn't generate much response. And then sometimes you can walk in and you can make it real simple, boil it down to the nuts and bolts, and everybody has an opinion. So yesterday I kind of simplified the process and just said, Tom Brady, you've heard the you've heard what Jeff Darlington said on ESPN that he would be stunned if Tom Brady was coming back here or was coming was coming back to New England, I should say. And I said, if it's true. Titans fan, do you want him? And it was just people calling in, and we weren't able to get to them all. So if you were one of the ones that was calling in last night and we didn't get to your phone call, I will take your phone call on Tom Brady today because it continues to be the story. 615-737-1045. And it, any little thing that he does now is picked up by everybody. Nesson has reported just in the last hour that – well, not really reported it, but found it. Tom Brady tells Nikhil Harry, who was wide receiver pick for the Patriots last year, that he's going to have a big year this year. Quote, going to be a great year for you, unquote. That's what Brady wrote. So here comes the question. Does that mean a great year because you're going to have an awesome quarterback named Tom Brady or you're going to have another awesome quarterback, but I'm not going to be here, but hey, you're going to be all right. Like the coach that takes the other job and is leaving behind kids that he recruited, young men that he recruited, like the situation at Colorado where the coach leaves for Michigan State after landing a really high-end recruiting class for the Buffs, and then all those guys are stuck behind and what they were sold isn't there anymore. Real imperfect system. But he's basically, I'm sure he told him, like, hey, you guys going to be all right, man. I mean, I'm out of here because there's better places for me to be, but y'all, y'all going to be good, man. Colorado, you don't even worry about it. Colorado, everything's going to be fine. So I don't know what this means for Tom Brady. I continue to believe Tom Brady is going to be a New England Patriot. I don't believe he's going anywhere. I believe this is part of negotiations. I think it's part of deals. I think it's part of leverage. And I think it's part of finally having the opportunity to be the contestant on the dating game with other teams as suitors 
And now Tom Brady can say, suitor number one, if I came and played quarterback for you, what would you do for me? And they say, well, we've got this unbelievable running back who just won a rushing title. And head coach is somebody you know awfully well and are friendly with. We have a young stud at wide receiver. And we've got some fantastic defensive players, including maybe one of the top three or four guys in the secondary across this league in Kevin Byard. Well, I wouldn't name that because that would give it away, but suitor number one, are you the Tennessee Titans? Yes, this is how this goes. So Tom Brady is fielding all this information. His representatives have talked to the Colts. They've talked to the Giants. They've talked to the Cowboys. They've talked to the Chargers, I think, and the Raiders. I think it's five teams that they have spoken to already. Titans were not in the list that I was sent from Fox and the NFL Network yesterday. The biggest question is the Patriots aren't on the list either because they haven't had a chance to meet. They're waiting for whatever's going to happen or not happen with the CBA before they do anything so that they can figure out what a deal for Brady would look like. And as soon as you hear that they have not had their opportunity yet but will to sell Tom Brady on staying in New England, I don't think he ever gets out of there. But I don't think he planned to get out of there. When you negotiate, you don't make it look like you are just going to go without anything like the, the 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 time where Tom Brady would just rubber stamp is over but that's what it's been throughout his career in New England this is the first time where people can sell themselves to him and everybody underneath likes attention you might not want to be the center of attention in a room you might not be the one that wants to speak in front of a crowd but you want to be the focus of people's thoughts sometimes. Now, you might want to be the guy that recedes in the background of a party from time to time, but everybody wants to be wanted. Like, I don't have a medical degree. I certainly don't have a mental health degree. But I, I can't imagine anybody doesn't want to be wanted. Tom Brady's wanted. He's been wanted for a long time. And I think he wants to be wanted more than most because when he first came out of college at Michigan, he wasn't wanted by almost anybody, which is why he lasted as long as he did before the New England Patriots finally drafted him. And I think he's played with that knowledge in the back of his head, and it's been this, it's like a constant wound that will not heal. It's like he's out of Neosporin and he can't find it, so he just can't close this thing up. It's not painful anymore, but it's just nagging. He's used that as fuel. He's used that as a slight in which to just drive himself to unimaginable heights. There are a lot of places where he could land. There are a lot of places where it would make sense for him to land. Yes, the question I asked yesterday when I said, do you want him, is based upon the fact that Tom Brady, by the time he would take a snap here in Nashville for the Tennessee Titans, would be 43 years old. And when quarterbacks start to fail, they don't just start to fail, they fail. They fall off a cliff. Is Brady going to fall off a cliff? I would say yes if he's somebody that threw 80-yard bombs. But he's not. He's always been a precise, pinpoint, short-to-intermediate passer first. It's not like he can't throw it down the field, but that's never been his style. So him losing it might actually translate better than somebody that just goes out there and throws bombs. That's not Tom Brady's game. His mind hasn't gone anywhere, and he's as smart as you will ever find at the quarterback position. Him and Peyton Manning 
one and one a in terms of their preparation, in terms of their natural acumen, their drive, their competitive, their competitiveness. Even though there have been guys that have won more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning, it's very, very believable to me that you could say the top two quarterbacks in the history of the league are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I think Montana has an argument to be there, but he might be the only one. So Tom Brady, the other question is, is he somebody that goes to anywhere but a major, major media market? Things have changed because of cable TV and streaming. Everyone's able to see these smaller market teams. That doesn't necessarily work all the time for the NBA, but you can see the Milwaukee Bucks if you want to see them. You can see the Toronto Raptors if you want to see them. You can find stars anywhere. But Tom Brady has played in Boston, well, in Foxborough, but basically in Boston for his entire adult life. Dallas would make sense. New York would make sense, except that I can't imagine Tom Brady looks at the Giants, looks at the Dave Gettleman debacle, I would say. I won't call it a disaster, but I'll call it a debacle. And thinks, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of that. From a fit standpoint, it's the Titans. Because they don't hate him. Their fans don't hate him the way Indianapolis's fans do. The Colts would be a good fit because Chris Ballard's done a great job in building that team. They have a solid offensive line. They continue to make good decisions, and they don't waste money. They will hold on to some of their space, and they, they've got money to spend again. But those fans, because of the Peyton versus Brady rivalry, I've talked to numerous Colts fans who have said, we just can't accept that. Now, once it were to happen, maybe you change your tune. I can't imagine Vikings fans were ready for Brett Favre to wear their uniform, but they cheered for him once he did. But if you do look at the famil- the familiarity on the coaching staff between Brady and Vrabel, knowledge of John Robinson as well, then you've got A.J. Brown, you've got Derrick Henry, you've got a defense that has a lot of pieces that you like, and an offensive line that started to play a lot better down the stretch. Tom Brady's only consideration here. I don't think that it's going to matter where he lives necessarily because he can have as many houses as he wants and he can live wherever and he can travel and do whatever outside of the season. It's all going to come down to a value proposition and the only thing Tom Brady values at this point is winning more championships. Where can he go that gives him the best chance to do that? It ain't the Raiders. I know he could go be the first quarterback in Vegas. Like, yes, I understand that. I just don't think Tom Brady cares. I don't think Tom Brady needs to be the center of the Vegas market. He might have a giant ego. He might need to feed that ego. He might need to stroke that ego, but I don't think that Vegas makes much sense. There's just too many variables. This is something that I want you to think about. And it's going to relate to another story that I have for you related to the combine, which I'm going to talk about when we come back. What you want to do in your life is put yourself in scenarios where you control or have the ability to manipulate the most variables. The less uncertainty there is, the better the chances that you're going to be able to succeed, which is one of the reasons I think he's staying in New England. 
because as I mentioned to you yesterday on the program between the barrage of phone calls that we took, the most likely scenario for Tom Brady if he leaves New England is to go somewhere else and not win a Super Bowl. It doesn't mean he's not capable of winning one, but winning one is really tough, and he's going to go somewhere away from the system that he knows, and he's going to go there, and you look at the the teams that he is considering. When is the last time one of those teams won the Super Bowl? Are they a Tom Brady away at age 43? I don't know. I don't think so. Joe Montana left San Francisco, went to Kansas City. He was not bad in Kansas City by any means, but they did not even reach a Super Bowl. The Washington Wizards with Michael Jordan did not reach the NBA Finals. The all-time greats, when they go elsewhere, most of the time, it doesn't work. It worked for Peyton Manning when he went to Denver. It did. Even though Peyton wasn't the real reason they won that second Super Bowl, it was that dominating defense that swallowed up Cam Newton and just left the Panthers on the side of the road. Most of the time, it doesn't work. So if Tom Brady goes and he says, okay, I'm going to go be a Colt, could they win? Maybe. Because I thought the Colts were right there as a contender when they had Andrew Luck. Could he go to Dallas and do it? Maybe, but Dak maybe can do it also. Does he go to the Chargers and do it? Not anymore. I don't think so. I think that's crumbled a little bit. Could he go to the Titans and do it? Here is the question I have for you as we go to break. 615-737-1045. First off, you can continue to answer the query as to do you want him if you can get him? How much better do you think Tom Brady would have been in the games that Ryan Tannehill played for this franchise last year? How many more wins would he have been responsible for than Ryan Tannehill was? And, you know what, I'll save that. When we come back, I'll give you the other example, which is one thing I mentioned yesterday. I see we got one call on the line, 615-737-1045. And again, I have that thought about the combine and variables that I want to get to as well. And the thing that we overrate so much in sports that we've been paying so close attention to over the past few days, I'll give you some stats to back up why. Slow your roll. Specifics coming up. It's a big six on 104.5 The Zone. So, Welcome back to the Big Six. A little war on drugs for you. Nothing to find. The name of the tune. The question is, is there going to be anything to find as it relates to a new quarterback in Tennessee? Or in New England? This show brought to you by Renters Warehouse. They are dedicated to helping homeowners become rent estate investors by renting their homes instead of selling their homes. Renters Warehouse, they are the rent estate company. So the question, same thing I asked yesterday. I knew we would get more calls, and I want to make sure everybody that wanted to get in yesterday that we didn't get to still had an opportunity. Was do you want Tom Brady if you can get Tom Brady? And then I added to it. I said, how many more games do you think he would have won? How much better do you think he would have played than the way Tannehill played last year. And I asked that I asked that question for a purpose. It was almost rhetorical. But let's get to the phones, and we will lead off in Gallatin with Tim. Tim, what's up tonight? Hey, I, I want to come uh, from a little bit of a different angle on this. Um, I want to know what John Robinson 
I, I want to know if John Robinson is going to do the right thing for the organization and Titans fans. What is that? I, he's the he's well. He's the guy who uh, drafted uh, Kevin Dodd and uh, Derrick Henry in the same round. He's the same guy who brought in Ryan Tannehill and Cameron Wake out of free agency. Um, I think that he makes good moves, and then sometimes I scratch my head. But I really don't care about Tom Brady and where he lands as much as I care. Does this organization know? Does this organization have a plan? If it's Tom Brady, do they have a plan for him aging out and not playing well? Do they have a plan for getting this team to the Super Bowl? Um, I suspect that they do. I just want to know what – I think it's a great debate. Does John Robinson – does he have our best interest? Is, is he going to make some good moves? Do we trust him? All right, Tim. It's a tough question. I think it would have been harder to answer a couple of years ago than it is now because I think John Robinson's track record is trending in the right direction, to say the least. I think he's had a lot more hits than he has misses. He does have misses, as just about anybody in his role does. But in terms of doing the right thing, of course he's going to do the right thing. He's going to do the thing he believes is right. He's going to do the thing that he believes is going to get this team where it needs to be, which is to a Super Bowl with a chance to win a Super Bowl. In terms of not caring where Tom Brady ends up, you need to care because that's the question here for the Tennessee Titans. And real talk here. No matter who the quarterback is this fall, between the two guys we expect to, or the ones that we're, we are, the scuttlebutt is, is it's, it's Tannehill or it's Brady, right? If it's one of those two guys, you're still looking for a long-term answer. I don't think you think Tannehill's here in five years. I don't know if you think Tannehill is here in three years. You might be good with him for two years. I think Tom Brady is a two-year maximum deal also in terms of how long he will play. I'm not saying his deal might not be longer, but that's how long he's going to play before he retires. Just a personal opinion. It might even be one if things don't go well. But whoever it is, two years ain't a long time. So you have to address that. You have to get somebody in-house that can be tutored by, well, if it's Brady for sure, you want whoever it is, to be under that learning tree. And Tannehill seems to be a classy guy as well and a smart guy as well and somebody that probably could rub off very positively on a young player as well. So you've got to get somebody into the fold now because whoever it is that's playing this year is probably not playing three years from now. And you have to be forward-thinking and you have to be ahead of the curve. And ahead of the curve means I need the guy that I think is going to be here for seven years, five to ten years, whatever the number might be. Two is not a very long time, being my point. Terrence in Clarksville up next on the program. Terrence, what's, Terrence, what's up? Hey, um, to answer your question, uh, I think uh, Tom Brady is a legend. You know, to me, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived. But for right now, um, I think his value is not that high. Um, so I think, to answer your question, I think that, um, you know, Tannehill would be a good quarterback to keep um, right now at this point because I think Tannehill proved his point and even though a lot of people think that he's not going to, um, this might be, you know, not real what he did last year, I think that, you know, you have to prove your point, and I think if you have proven your point, you, you should get another opportunity. That's just how I feel. Okay. 
look, if Tannehill can duplicate what he did last year, you will take that. No question about it. But if there's something better out there, you have to realize how small the windows are in the National Football League to win, to reach Super Bowls, and to win Super Bowls. There are many examples of teams that you thought were going to be on the precipice of greatness for a long, 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 long time and being a part of the discussion that were out of the discussion or were part of the wrong discussion sooner rather than later. The Jaguars, the Bears, and certainly even the Rams. All it takes is a couple of bad moves, paying the wrong quarterback, or just people catching up to you. A blueprint was put out there for Sean McVay. Doesn't mean he didn't know what he's doing. Just means what we saw from that Rams offense a year ago didn't work quite the same, and Goff's blemishes were exposed the second time around. My question is this. Who's the next team whose window is going to close that you think very highly of now? And I am pointing my fingers squarely at San Francisco because what they do... I just don't know that I trust that quarterback. Defense doesn't tend to be something that sticks around year after year after year, not to the degree that they were playing defense last year anyway. Many of their stats are the kinds of things that usually have a relatively high fluctuation rate. And you just kind of look at that and you say, boy, they look like they should be there for a while, but the NFC is a dogfight, and getting there is going to be really, really difficult. I think the Chiefs are going to be there for a while because I think Patrick Mahomes puts you near the Super Bowl as long as he's playing at a high level, which I anticipate is, let's just say the AFC is not going to be fun for a whole lot of teams, especially in the AFC West, as long as he's playing. And I think we're looking at a decade of greatness from that guy, at least barring some kind of calamity or bad, bad injury. Spencer in the borough is up next on the program. Spencer, what say you? Jay Mark, good to have you back. I hope you and your wife had an amazing vacation. We did. We we nerded out. We went to Wizarding World of Harry Potter for three days. We have no shame. We loved that story. We loved it. We we had an absolute blast down there. And as soon as we got back, it was time to hit the ground running. She was super busy, and I was in at 5 a.m. the next day on the radio. So, you know, there's no no rest for the wicked. So sometimes you do have to get away for a few days. Absolutely. Well, I'm, good. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, I'm going to have to disagree with you for a sure. second. Um, when you said a couple callers ago, you know, Tannehill, you don't see him in five years. I do, personally. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, especially, you know, you look at quarterbacks and Mariota, for example. I think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he fits well in the system. I think Tannehill has found his system. And, you know, if, you know, you always run the risk of the Ryan Fitzpatrick where he blows up and then just tanks. You, you always run that risk. But if you have the choice between Brady for two years or Tannehill for five years, I'm going to take Tannehill. You know, Brady, you know, everybody keeps talking. You know, you get him in for two years, get him to mentor a guy, you know, for the future. Okay. Say two years that happened. He, we don't have a guy. You know, we just didn't find the right fit. And then you're back at square one. You know, two years later, after signing Brady for X amount of dollars, and, you know, maybe you give Tannehill an entire year. You give him a full season, you tag him, you re-sign him for another year, say, all right, you've got a full season to prove what you're worth. Okay, he does that. Five, six years down the road, you've got a quarterback who's going to lead you to the Super Bowl. 
I heard Rob Parker talking last night. Well, and he said, well. you know, Tannehill didn't take what, – what, why Tannehill? He didn't take him anywhere. But, okay, all right, you know, I'm done with you. I changed the channel. I can't deal with that guy. But that's kind of where I'm at is do you run that risk of two years who to a quarterback who didn't play great last year? You know, he's kind of on that downhill slope of signing him and run that risk of not having anybody after that. Or do you give Ryan Tannehill a chance to prove himself and have him for another five or six years and then look for the future? So that's all I got. Uh, good talking to you. I hope you have a great weekend. You too, man. I appreciate it. Look, there's a lot of thoughts there. If you think Ryan Tannehill is here in five years and you believe what you saw last year was pretty was good enough for you, then, I mean, by all means, do exactly what you just heard. Ryan Tannehill has had a few injuries, and I just look and I say he's a 31-year-old right now. I know that only means he would be, you know, 36, 37 when we're talking five or six years down the road. I just don't look at Ryan Tannehill. Look, the system is one thing, but what if Arthur Smith leaves for another gig? If he has another year like last year, I find it hard to believe he's going to be here too much longer. There are a lot of variables here. There are a lot of things that could change what this looks like. If you want to franchise him this season, which is paying him a lot of money, but a approve it year kind of like, okay, if you did this once, if you do this one more time, uh, then we're going to have a, a different kind of conversation. I just feel like if you feel like you are a quarterback away or if you feel like there is a quarterback out there that's available to you that might want to be here that can get you one game further than Tannehill did, which means to the Super Bowl, then you have to do that if you think that that's the difference. I'm not saying that it is. I am saying that I don't think Tom Brady's done yet. But I've also told you I don't think he's leaving New England. And I've got Ben Volan. I mentioned that comment yesterday on the program as it came through. I mean, he was on the radio yesterday, and he said, look, this is all leverage. He is absolutely not going to leave in no uncertain terms. He is not going anywhere. And that the cooler heads will prevail. Kraft's not going to let him go. All of that stuff. The exact quote from Bol- uh, from Volan, who's real plugged in and has covered that team for a long time. Quote, someone from the Brady camp wants it out there to light a fire under the Patriots. Ultimately, Robert Kraft will step up and make sure Brady doesn't leave. It's in everybody's best interest for him to come back. And that last sentence is the one that I have relied upon in my own thinking for weeks and weeks and weeks. Darlington could be right. I'm trying to get there to where I'm thinking he could actually leave, but I haven't gotten there yet. 615-737-1045 is how you reach us. I see we got calls lining up. I told you I would let you continue to sound off on this because, look, this is exactly what you have the most passionate opinions on right now. So far be it for me to try to take you in another direction as long as you want to do this. We'll be right back. It's a big six on 104.5 The Zone. So. Welcome back to the Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. You can find me on Twitter at jmartzone. Talking about Brady. Same thing we were doing yesterday. 
Here's Ben Volan again. Someone from the Brady camp wants it out there to light a fire under the Patriots. Ultimately, Robert Kraft will step up and make sure Brady doesn't leave. It's in everybody's best interest for him to come back. Tim is in Bellevue. We'll go to him first here this segment. Tim, what's up? Hey, how are you? Good, man. Good. So uh, I, I agree with you on the Brady deal. And mine is 2.1 on uh, the Patriots' perspective and, and the Titans' perspective. One, why would he in the world ever leave and go to a system that he's not familiar with, especially if he's got a clock on him of, you know, everyone saying two years? Yep. The, the second point would be if you listen to the Titans talk about, you know, the potential of Brady and, the, and who I'm speaking of specifically is Derrick Henry. He was asked uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, if, if you got Tom Brady, what would that mean? And, you know, about Tannehill and everything else. And he brought up the point of, is Tannehill not good enough? Why is he not good enough? And, and I, I kind of agree with that mentality of, you know, he did well, give the guy another chance. He's got a longer clock and he fits well with what we want to do. Thank you. Sure. James and Gallatin. We'll just keep rolling right along. James, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I can't complain. Good. So my thoughts is, if we're, why would you give Tannehill a one-year prove-it deal and pass up on Tom Brady, who's already proven that he can do it regardless of age? Because if we're being honest, Tannehill probably doesn't have the year that he has if Derrick Henry didn't have the year that he has. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that, and I agree with you. If you can get Tom Brady, I think you have to. I just think you have to. I think the risk of not doing it is great. Even though I think that Tom Brady would not have done much better than Ryan Tannehill did here last year. If Ryan Tannehill was going to be that quarterback long-term, then maybe you end up making a mistake doing this. But when that guy is out there, unless you think he's spent, which I can't imagine why you would, you have to try and get him. Now, I don't know. Again, I think it's all leveraging a negotiation. I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong if indeed something changes. But I don't think he's going anywhere, and I don't think he has any intention of going anywhere. I think he wants to stay. But if you can get him, especially with the Vrabel tie-in and what you've got to hand him and say, look, we've got this guy. We've even we, – the guy you never talk about here, Brady has done so well with slot receivers throughout his career, whether it's Welker or Amendola for a time – or certainly Edelman when he's more in his regular spot when there's a number one wide out where he can actually move around and do some things. I mean, Adam Humphreys is another one of those dudes. He's another one of those dudes that just moves chains and gets open. And you imagine the tutelage and the brain power of Tom Brady just kind of, he will know where to put the football every time. The slot becomes a much more important part of things if Brady's here, unless Brady has no control over the offense, which I just I can't imagine that being the case. Tom Brady's the kind of guy that's going to tell you, hey, we need this, we need this, we need this. This is where I'm comfortable. And you listen to him because he's earned that level of equity throughout his time in this league. JC in Nashville is up next on the program. JC, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. I don't get an opportunity to call this show too often, so I appreciate it, and I I, I, I dig your show, man. Thank you, man. Um, I appreciate it. I'm glad you called. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you bring up a point, which I kind of have a counterpoint to, okay. and offensively, the Titans. I think Tannehill is an employee who was somewhere else, an experienced employee that you brought in to fit into your company, your office 
company, and he did well, and you can only think that he would improve. To me, Tom Brady for the Titans is a merger where you're bringing in offensively a different company and your employees will have to conform to their regulations. And I don't think I'm putting it in business terms. And I don't think that the Titans are ready for what Brady, in terms of the window of winning with this group, is ready for what Brady would have to bring for Brady to be successful because they're all going to have to conform to that. And I think you would see the woes offensively that New England had this year with Brady because of his new receivers and not having receivers that conform to what he did. From the Patriots standpoint, I would say you would keep Tom Brady because that group of offensive players can only progress, you would hope, as yeah. opposed to Brady coming here and starting over. Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my call. It's an interesting analogy to make. But there are headhunters out there in the business world as well who look at other companies and they see guys and they pluck them away and say, that guy could do some special things here. I like the, you know, the cut of his jib. I like the way he goes about his business. I've seen success there. I think that could translate here. You don't bring in Tom Brady expecting him to acclimate to your system 100%. If there are things where he needs to voice disapproval or say, hey, I think we'd be better off doing this. This is where my strengths lie. This is a guy you listen to. But Tom Brady's not going to say, hey, can we not run the ball with Derrick Henry? He's not going to say that. And I don't think the Titans replicate the flaws or the problems or the slowdown of the Patriots' offense in the back half of the season because they just have more weaponry. They've got a slot guy. I just talked about Humphreys. They've got a stud in A.J. Brown. They've got Derrick Henry. They've got a line that really began to coalesce down the stretch. I was tough on Taylor LeJuan. Notice I stopped talking about him in the last month, month and a half of the season, because he started balling out. There are a lot of things to like about what's already in place here. Now, do you think that that's going to upset the apple cart to bring Tom Brady here? I don't. I really don't. But I also don't think if he comes here, if he comes here, I feel like John Robinson and Vrabel already know what he's going to be. I don't think they're going to be surprised by what they get in Tom Brady if they're able to make that move. They're not going to acquire him thinking, hmm, this could go really, really bad if he can't mesh. I don't, I don't see that. I don't think they're going to make a move considering where we just saw them finish, and maybe they never get to the AFC title game again. 40% of the playoffs usually turns over from year to year. 40% of the teams that we just saw in the postseason we will not see next year. Last year it was 50%. You hope the Titans are in the other 60 or the other 50 that are going to be there. But you just don't know. But I guarantee you they know they have a little bit of a window here. They feel like they can build upon this and get better. And I don't think they're going to bring in somebody that's going to be toxic, nor do I think Tom Brady is a toxic athlete by any stretch of the imagination. He's an ultimate competitor, and he's a winner, and he's intense as hell but I don't think that you're bringing in somebody from another company that's just going to come in and run everybody else out. And he's not an efficiency expert that's going to run everybody else out either. 
1045. Parker and Franklin has an interesting thought. I see it on the screen. Parker, hang on. I'll get to you as soon as we get back. We got one more break to take. It's a big six on 1045 The Zone. Final segment of the program, Fox Sports Radio coming up next. You'll hear me on Fox Sports Radio Sunday morning, beginning at 2 a.m. Jason Martin Show. You're the first two hours live on The Zone, then a few hours later you hear the third. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone, 615-737-1045 is how you reach this program. We've got a couple more calls. Let's get to Parker and Franklin, as I promised. Parker, what's up? Hey, no, I appreciate you being on. Um, I kind of just had a quick thought and, and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to get your take on it. You know, I remember when, uh, first of all, I think the Titans are a very viable place uh, for Brady's team. I'm with you. It could be mostly Boston, but uh, I think, you know, people forget how close Peyton Manning was to coming to the area, and, you know, I think we have a good setup for him. I was wondering, is, you know, is ownership in, in the team something that might be on the table? Um, you know, kind of like a – yeah, I know, uh, you know, we've been better lately, but, you know, in the past we've heard rumors of Amy Adams and, and so and whatnot. And I know I think we're in a good spot right now, but I but I think that that might be something, if we do want him and do go after him, something he might be interested in and, and something that uh, we might want to think about. So I'll just I'll kind of hang up here and just kind of hear your thoughts on it. I, again, I appreciate you having me on. Sure, Parker. Have a good weekend. Um, I would say no. I mean, first off, I think Amy's done a really good job as of late. Any questions that there were about her, I think, have been answered. I don't know. Brady doesn't strike me as a guy that wants to be an executive. And if he wanted to be an executive, you feel like it would be in New England, even if he came to Tennessee. Like, the tie for Peyton Manning was the state of Tennessee and the fact that he was a made man from his time in Knoxville. So it would have been easier for him to have been in the office here as opposed to Brady, who really doesn't have a tie down here. Like you still would have thought, well, if Peyton's going anywhere, he's going to Indianapolis. Like that's where he would end up being part of the office or whatever. But Tennessee does hold a tie for him. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't, there's nothing about this state that I would say speaks to him in that way. I think it's intriguing. I think we are coming to a place where more athletes of his level can command that if they choose to. If LeBron wants to own a team, then you can throw that at him. You can throw that at some of these guys because they do want to stay associated and a challenge, a new challenge for somebody that's the best ever is to control an organization off the field because that's totally different because all those great skills that you had on it don't do anything because you can't go out there and play anymore. Sometimes that's a challenge you want to embrace. And I've often wondered, what does Tom Brady do when he's done playing football? Because all he cares about is football and his family. Does he just go with his family and hang out and enjoy life? He certainly can. He's earned the right to do that. He's got his little fitness thing on the side too, but he's not hurting for money. We know this. But maybe this is a way he could stick around football. I think it's an intriguing question. I think the answer is also no. I don't think it would be part of the deal, and I don't necessarily – feel like it would be a fit for him to do that here. But it's an interesting topic that I think we might be talking about more and more, not just as it relates to Brady, but a lot of guys. Because sports is trending in the direction of the best in the sport now wanting to put on suits and ties and control organizations and have power in a different way. Aaron is in Nashville. We'll go to him next. Aaron, what's up? Hey, not much, man. Uh, I watched 
a lot of football. I watch it very closely, and I watched Brady this year. And I, I honestly, I think it's a false narrative that he's slipping. Mm-hmm. Just my eye test, he looks the exact same to me as he did two years ago mm-hmm. when he threw for 505 yards in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. He really can still spin that ball. Uh, I just this year, I mean, his weapons just had zero separation, yep. zero. And, and and if there's any slippage, you know, Edelman's not near the player he was a year or two ago. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. And my favorite team in the NFL is, has always been whoever's playing New England. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that if they get the opportunity to get him, I mean, they just they got to jump all over it. Because uh, you got to ask your question. you got to ask yourself a question. Do they have a better chance of, uh, advancing further than they did this year with Tanny Hill or Tom Brady. And Tanny Hill played great. But, you know, I would put my money on Tom Brady if, if, if you're wanting to advance further than what, than what you have. Aaron, I appreciate it. I agree with you. I didn't see it with my eyes either. I saw when Antonio Brown played for a week, the Patriots looked unbelievable. I saw when Josh Gordon was on the field, they looked unbelievable. What I saw was a Patriots team that did not do anything to mitigate the loss of Rob Gronkowski. You realize just how big a factor he was when he was not there anymore. Edelman was the only guy Tom Brady could trust. Yeah, those guys might get better, but they also might not. I mean, Nikhil Harry dropped a couple of passes in that Titans game. Edelman dropped a pass that he's you would never expect him to drop. If he catches it, they might have won that game. There's a lot going. I just don't see Tom Brady as being your problem. He may not throw it 80 yards down the field, but he never did before. What did he do last year? 4,057 yards, 253 a game, 24 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Still had a passer rating of 88. Not as high as he usually does, but he didn't have anything around him. You finally figured out. And it's always kind of been either they've had the Randy Moss and Wes Welker years or the cupboard's been awfully bare as it related to weaponry for Tom Brady in the passing game, and he needed more. He didn't have anybody he could trust, anybody he could rely upon to just make plays when he put the ball exactly where they wanted it. And ultimately, that got him. All right, we're out of time. I'll talk to you Sunday morning right here on 104.5 Zone. Fox Sports Radio is next, and I'll talk to you on FSR on Sunday. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night. From the Music City.